Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, I have to give a massive shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. All you have to do is use the code wellshaved at manscaped.com. All right, let's get stuck into it. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest and smoothest gaming podcast thanks to Manscaped. You can save 20% off and get free shipping by using the code wellshaved at manscaped.com. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Rebruge. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Welcome back. And making his long-awaited return, Kieran Stockton. Hello, how are you? You, uh, based on that beard, man, you could definitely uh, use the code well shaved for uh, to trim that bad boy. I was told specifically that it wasn't for beards. Or is that not true? Can I just do whatever I want? You can. The world is your oyster. That's. Including me talking about his face. I am. I was going to make a pube joke, but. You should have. I'm, <laughs> I've got thick skin, you know, I, I can handle it. Thick, thick skin pubes. and thick pubes. <laughs> Steely, wiry pubes. Like a scourer. Welcome back. Yeah, he's, he calls him steel wool. <laughs> Look, he's, uh, he, he knows start. how to save money. He knows how to save money. He does, he does. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. That's it. Shout out to Pert, they're big fans of the, uh, <laughs> the official shampoo conditioner combo of, of well played DLC. Legends. How you been anyway? It's been a while since you've been on here. You know what? I've been well. Um, That's good. New job, new me, new, new year, I suppose. And we're about a month in, but yeah, life's good. Nice. And you're uh, actually jetting off to get a, catch, a, catch a tan, maybe. Yeah, well, given my Irish heritage, I don't really catch tan so much, but I am going to Fiji at the end of the month, which is the first holiday I've had in about a decade, I think. Given all the coronavirus shenanigans, it's going to be going to be a good one. Lots of family, um, my little family's going, and as well as a lot of extended family, it's going to be a wild time. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that, just hoping not to catch COVID in between now and then, because um, that would be devastating. But I'm trying not to lick handrails and stuff like that as much as possible. Tell you what would be an absolute premium uh, piece of equipment to take with you to Fiji, and that's pert two in one shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so you, uh, you're not wrong because it will save space in packing. Exactly. Well. See, and mm. you've only got five kilos. No, ten kilos. It's no five. Seven seven kilos of on board, and I think twenty five on, on, like on the uh, under the you know in the space yeah. where all the magic under goes. The where the yeah. goes. Get a few perts in there, I reckon. You gonna you gonna rock a Hawaiian shirt? No, 
I've got, this, I've got this Bintang singlet um, oh, that yeah. a friend of mine got yeah, me. Nice. Yeah, so it's going to uh, be pretty much that or nothing at all. Gym. Did you buy new songs for the uh, for the occasion? No, they're still the same ones I bought in the US. Jesus. So, you know, there's a story behind them. They're, they're US songs, so they're pretty special to me. Um, have you ever, but it's going to be good. Are we talking about weather. ones for your feet? Or? Yeah, do they ride up? Well, see how we go. I think feet is pretty lawless, so, yeah, it's either, you know, Hawaiian do shirts, bin tang singlets, or nothing. Do you wear thongs on the airplane? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, that's madness. Why? It's good. It's like keeps your feet aerated. It's nice. That's a very Australian concern. Well, yeah, right. having your feet like encased in shoe for hours for no reason is just silly, isn't it? I just don't know how I feel about airport, airport, airplane foot. <laughs> well, as long as your feet are clean, which why not? <laughs> Love a bit of airplane foot. <laughs> All right. You'll find him washing it in like the airport basin before he boards. <laughs> right. Just foot up on the thing and whistling away as I wash them with Perth. <laughs> He's got this comically sized brush. Just call over like the stewards and be like, "Yo, do you have anywhere for me to plug in this foot spa?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. And you too. How uh, how are you both? Oh yeah, here and kicking. Nice. Nice. Well, all right, well, shall we uh, get into the gaming chatter, uh, video games that we have played this week? Uh, both Kieran's have got a big, juicy game to talk about this week. I don't know if you've, uh, if either of you have had any other time to play anything else. No. Nope. No, it's been a consuming passion. Nice. Nathan, what do you got for us? You've been playing anything? Yeah, I've been consuming Pokemon instead. Uh, Pokemon Legends. Is that Arceus? Is that yeah. how we agree to pronounce um, Ar- it? Arceus. Arceus? Yeah, as in Arceus. Most, most Arceus. It's the Arceus. Arceus. All right, we'll go with Arceus for now. I think we'll make. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss Arceus a little later as well, but I'm loving it. Is there it's... the Pokemon that is literal garbage? I ask this every time. I never get the straight uh, answer. I feel is that, was that a Pokemon that was introduced in like black and white? You, yeah, that's, that's like wrong. Def, I feel like that's like third gen. Is it? His name is like Garbo Trubbish. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Garbo. It's just it's, rubbish. It's oh. it's Trubbish with a T. Oh, I was in trouble as it's like a neologism. Yeah. Oh, well done. God, they're good. Yeah. They are good. Um, is there also the literal set of keys? It's like the rings, the keys yeah. and the ring. It's a Pokemon. No, I, Legends Arceus is like uh, old world. Like it's, I don't think it's got any of the Pokemon that are based on modern objects. We're talking the Rigidig, like 100, first 151 sort of thing. Mm. No, it's like set in like feudal like era. Of like, yeah, like a right, thousand Nathan? years before yeah. the fact. Yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. And because of that, a lot of the Pokemon design looks a lot different because the mythology that they really dig into is that at this time, Pokemon aren't domesticated. So rather than... I, I love this. Rather, you're, you're the one that's sort of hiding in bushes and stuff, hiding behind trees, actually like stalking Pokemon because if they spot you out in the wild, it doesn't matter if they're like level 5 or level 50. They're going to fuck you up. <laughs> and your little up. Pokemon trainer will just like pretty much die. Like it's, it's good. It's very, very different formula. Right, so Does it have hiding in, hiding in a pressure simulator? I like it. <laughs> Could be used. What does that say? Said, it's hiding in the bush have... simulator. Oh, 
sharp. <laughs> Does it have hypno in it? Oh, fuck! I know you were gonna. I knew you were gonna bring hypno into this. I cannot yet confirm. If someone can I just simply um, haven't encountered. Hit me up on is hypno in Pokemon Arceus at well-play.com.au. I'll um. Check that. We'll, we'll set up that inbox specifically just to answer that question. <laughs> Mate, it's already set up. It's, yeah. The questions, these are important. We've been important asking that questions. for a while, yeah. Curious to see how many uh, emails Adam got after last week's podcast. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about, uh, well, I guess while we're on the topic of that, we might as well give uh, Jordan a shout out. He has published uh, the Pokemon Legends Arceus review. Arceus or whatever you were saying, uh, he rated it a 8 out of 10. And his little uh, blurb here is that it's nice to play a Pokemon game that feels like it was made with love. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, sure is not perfect, but it's a loving attempt to take the series in a different direction and it mostly nails it. So yeah, 8 out of 10, you can read the full review on the website. Uh, is that all that you've played? Mm, I think that's eaten up most of my time. Mm. I played a bit um, of Sonic Mania, actually, weirdly enough. Ooh. Yeah, I got a, a Switch, my second Switch, actually. I had to return the first one. Um, but, yeah, we've got Sonic Mania on it, and it's rad. It's like old-school Sonic, but, but new-school. And my son absolutely loves it. It's good, right? To a dangerous degree. Pardon me? It's great, yeah. Mania. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's, it's exactly like I remember like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Mega Drive. It's mm. one I'm most, I like, the strongest memories of. Um, and it's just like that. And it, and it holds up really well. Like the, the feeling of movement is like just fantastic. And it, and I can watch my son play it and he's doing the loop-de-loops and like springboarding and just like clearing half a level in a couple of seconds. And you can tell why it was cool back then and why it's like still cool now. It's, um, it's been a big surprise actually when you go back to meet your heroes really. I wonder if you're going to be feeling the same way when Sonic when uh, Sonic Frontiers rolls out. Game that KV's fa- Sonic Frontiers. Oh, that looks terrible, doesn't it? What? Oh, you just broken. You broken KV's heart here. He's fam- It's famously one of his most anticipated games this year. Oh, I it's gonna, Sonic isn't necessary. It's so a top five for you, mate. It's going to be game of the year. I'll <laughs> oh, give it a bash, but mate, gonna, uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to um, I'm going to have to. He's taken time. I'll update the the review scale to include an eleven, just so that I can <laughs> Turn explain it how up. it's better than other games that I've reviewed recently. Maybe we should just change. Um, whenever you give game a ten out of ten, you it just says yeah, one more number. Sonic it just says Sonic Frontier, like like that's oh, like, rather like masterpiece <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah instead <laughs> of perfection, it's just as good as Sonic. It's the gold standard. Breath yeah. of the Sonic. Nice Uh, Well I haven't played much But last night Nathan, Kieran and Adam and and, and I We played a bit of Kung Fu Kickball Won't really talk about it much But we played about Was that only last night? That was last night Yeah so we played A week ago Maybe an hour 45 minutes to an hour Yeah I reckon we got an hour uh, Mm. We played all the packs yeah, I see. Think best 8, on a couch, eh? What's that? Just were you on the couch with a bunch oh, of. Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought you meant did we play it at packs on a couch? Uh, um, <laughs> no, no couch packs. But um, yeah, there was a black leather couch. Don't you remember? No, I was. They said if we perform stage. well there, that we'd we'd make it big. 
Was this after the German Froths or? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Kung Fu Kickball was by someone. I've forgotten who's made it, but it's published by Blowfish Studios. Um, wow. Whale fish, whale, whale, whale shark or something. Can someone fish? Can someone get it up for me? I already would. Mm. <laughs> Not with that poor choice of word. Whale Food, yeah. Whale Food Games is the developer. Uh, yeah, and it's a four-player. I think it's up to a four-player. Yeah. You can either have one one v one or two v two matches, uh, where you basically kick a ball into an object. In most cases, it's a bell. I think. I think actually, it might even be a bell in all the yeah maps. Um, and a, a bell, a kicking the ball in into the bell equals a goal. Uh, and you can like it's sort of got like brawler. Uh, like fighting mechanics in it as well so you can actually kick and punch your opposition pretty fun pretty fast paced pretty bare bones pretty basic but it's yeah uh, i mean it's fun in quick in quick quick little spurts i think i don't know if we could sit there for much more than an hour not online yeah and play it but um but yeah I think Adam is doing the review for us so he he should have a review up at some point um it would be pretty Pretty short one, but it's fun. But it's thirty yeah. bucks, and I don't think any of us feel like we got thirty. There's thirty dollars worth of value there. No, no. I've saved uh, money this week, so I might be able to afford it. You might, you might. Uh, we also dived in very, very quickly to Riders Republic. That was that was interesting. Great time. <laughs> um, oh, Throwback so, yeah. Thursday was it? So again, so again, that was fun when you're playing with people um but i had to power through the tutorial so that was but no it's pretty good i think that's pretty much all i've played this week i don't i'm trying to think if i've played anything else oh no i've been playing broken sword the shadow of the templars the original version not the actual director's cut but the the og one on steam on pc uh that game is so good everything about truly a, a hipster rocks. point and click aficionado well done i am yeah. i'm um, playing the original it's on vinyl <laughs> this is on floppy. I de- I de- <laughs> oh, how good would that be? The sword's, okay. the sword's not even the sword's not even broken yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's yeah, really good, and I think that game still holds up very, very well today. Just the writing and um, the soundtrack, and yeah, it's just really, really good. That's all. That's all I got for you. So, let's get straight into the main course. Actually, before we do that. Give you a little tease first, but before we do that, we'll quickly give a quick shout out to Ash Whaling who reviewed Power Slave Exhumed. Did anybody play Exhumed on? Uh, might have been PS One, I think P- PS One. It was on Saturn because I had it on Sega Saturn. Yeah, I wasn't aware this was a thing. This completely passed me by in the nineties. Yeah, I played the other ones you talked about, Blood and and Hex and those yeah. sorts of yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess would be another one. Uh, that was a little later. That was yeah. like 2004, wasn't it? So, so this, Doom, Hexen, they all came around about the same time. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, you know, in, you know, in relatively, you know, not far apart from one another. I do recall playing Exhumed on, yeah, Saturn. Good time. Uh, so the this remaster here that Ash has written, his little uh, finishing bit here, is a blast from the past that appeals even in the modern age. It's so... 
it's easy to be grateful that this experience has not been lost to the sands of time, seven out of 10. So you can, you can read the review, uh, capital I in the middle of a sentence and all. So yeah, the big one, the big juicy one this week is Horizon Forbidden West, which KS you reviewed for Well Played and KB you reviewed for Press Start. So shout out to the organization for the codes there. It's a head-to-head battle for the ages. It, it was Kieran v. Kieran. Yeah. Um, one by one point. <laughs> and five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so KV, sorry, KS, you mm. did it for us, so you may as well take the lead on this. What, uh, A, what is it? What's it all about? And how do you feel about it? Yeah, what is it? What is it? Um, is it, a- it is the direct sequel to um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which was awesome. That was almost my goatee of that year, but that was the same year that God of War came out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, mm. God of War won that year. But other than Do you that, recall was, what you gave Horizon Zero Dawn? A 9.3 back when we were allowed to use um, weird <laughs> decimals, which I miss um, dearly. I almost would have given, I pretty much would have, it was, wasn't quite 9.5, but better than a 9, but I had to settle on the 9, such is the tyranny of Zach Jackson and That's his it. review scores. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a little bit better than a 9, not as good as a 9.5 you so that 9.25, we'll go with that. Oh, but it's it's brilliant. It's uh, I couldn't believe that they managed to actually follow Zero Dawn. Um, there's so many things that are engrossing about it, and one of the things that I was most surprised about, I think, is definitely the narrative. So I thought, after the coolness of, of Zero Dawn, how are they going to top the sort of those, you know, those secrets and those the mysteries of this place which was so palpable and they just they kept on throwing these revelations and bombshells and like, this is just crazy and i thought oh this is just going to be a continuation where they can't really top the first one but they actually managed to introduce more mystery and more intrigue and give depth to what's already happened and i couldn't i, I was flabbergasted by that and so you know when the narrative actually had its tenterhooks in me and i'm enjoying the awesome gameplay at the same time i'm like yes this is this is exactly what this sequel um, needs to be and even the side missions are like crazy fleshed out and like huge and um, and the characters are all animated like to a crazy extent and I read Kieran's review and he said the same thing it's just everyone looks human <laughs> they don't look like they've had a holiday in the uncanny valley and 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 just come for your nightmare sort of thing they actually look human and they've got believable animations it's almost like they mocap everything which I don't think is physically possible but yeah there's obviously some very talented people there so they, they bring a real humanity to all of the characters and then there's this overarching like techno sci-fi plot that's just super engrossing um so and the gameplay so is still rad just quickly so from a plot perspective mm-hmm. as someone who's not played it without spoil uh, sorry not finished the first one without spoilers what is the plot so it starts off with uh, Aloy just basically needing to reboot Gaia and Gaia is a, a system um, designed to terraform the planet after like a huge apocalyptic um, plague of robots and, and that, that was all addressed in the first game. So even though she stopped Hades, which is something a uh, part of Gaia that was designed to um, basically wipe the slate clean and, um, and so the terraforming process could restart again if in the case of where a reboot wasn't successful, um, she stopped him and the land though is still suffering like the it, everything still sucks the the rope the machines are still crazy um there's weird climate events 
and there's a blight that's slowly just choking the land. So the land is still in need of of a, basically a reboot. So the start of it, the, the, your your first mission is really simple. It's to find a backup of Gaia, restart the terraforming process, and that's that's it. So it, it starts off super basic. Um, Silence comes in there. So if you haven't played the first one, then I would definitely like watch a, a primer on it and a lengthy one just to know what the hell is going on because this thing does not. It assumes you know everything about the first one and can remember it perfectly. There's a couple of bios in there that you can read, uh, but definitely get up on the first one. Um, but yeah, she, so she would, follows Silence out west. Would you say just quickly that you definitely should play the first? Uh, so if you have time and then that, you should definitely play it rather than uh, watch a like a walkthrough or whatever? I think you could get a really good idea of the first game from a primer. Um, if you mm. if you're time poor because that's still you know 20 30 hours and you want to play the newest greatest thing so I think if you watch like a 20 I think there's one on GameSpot shoutouts um, that has a, a primer uh, big I, I think that's that's okay like the first one's brilliant and I love it to bits and it's definitely worth playing but if you're planning on playing the second one it depends on how much time you've got essentially uh, they're, they're both quite um, lengthy. Endeavors. Okay. So sorry, yeah, like you you were going to talk about the gameplay, I think, and I cut you off. That's fine. Um, so the gameplay is sort of halfway unchanged, I guess, a little bit. The sort of hunting gameplay is still there. A couple of new weapons thrown into the mix, which just meld perfectly. There's a there's a cool um, uh, spike thrower, which is basically this, this harpoon that's often armed with explosives, so you can lodge it into a weak spot and actually decimate people. Uh, a shredder gauntlet, which you can throw these like boomerangs um, that spin around and, and shred them up, and then they can come back and you can catch them. And if you catch them a certain amount of times, you can then throw it and get like a, a mad explosion out of it. Um, but you know the, the elemental effects are still there. There's a couple of new ones thrown into the mix, like adhesive, which is where you can slow them down. Um, plasma, where you can cause like a delayed explosion. So there's 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 more to it, but it's the, the same core DNA that was. The best part, essentially, the first one is still there, and it's still absolutely awesome, and it's very unique. I don't think there's any game that really does what um, what this game does, other than maybe Monster Hunter, I suppose. <laughs> I know that you mentioned Monster Hunter in your review, and that was very good, because I, I did think of it, and I thought, I should compare this to Monster Hunter, and no, I totally forgot, but it's very of that ilk, isn't it? Um. Nice. So, how long did it take you to to play to finish? Uh, so, forty five hours. That was with uh, on hard um, meandering around. Like I didn't have to rush for the story because I had so much time, which is a great thing. And I praise Sony Guerrilla Games for allowing us enough time to just breathe in the world. As a reviewer, sometimes you know you've got a week, and if you, it's a week to play a very long game, you, you're putting in weird hours that aren't really representative of how someone would play the game this one i could just i could play it at my own pace and explore the world and get 45 hours to complete the main story um and basically become fully leveled and, and have quite a few cool weapons have did either side missions as many as i felt like and then i went back and i spent around another 15 or so and i'm still still finding stuff to do i was actually playing it just before this podcast so <laughs> there you go I, I just i can't stay away so just very quickly, just before we get to Kieran, uh, KV's thoughts, so you, you said this is a direct sequel, and this 
is a question. Mm, is it, it's more. Of, it might be more of a statement than a question. But how do you when you start when you boot the game up in? Because you said it takes sort of you know right after the first one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is Aloy uh, skillless, like powerless? So you know because I think in yeah. And remind me, KV, but Psychonauts 2, because it's set straight after the first one, it basically gives you everything that you got in the first game? Question? Is that, is that right? Yeah, basically. Or relatively, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Aloy's doesn't have any of the right, okay. skills that I upgraded in, in the first game, which I was cool with. I, it makes sense. It's video, very video gamey. I, for mm. some reason, I didn't have like the amazing arsenal that I'd amassed in the first one. Perhaps it's explained somewhere. She's like, oh, my God, I accidentally dropped all of my weapons off this cliff because I was riding west, <laughs> but I, I missed it. So when I only had, well, yeah. like, a bow, I'm like... Oh. It kind of, like, yeah, it kind of... Sorry, I'll, I'll jump in a little bit, but, like, there's a couple of things that it kind of explains because you start Forbidden West with the best armor from the last game, but it's run out of power because it was powered by, like, energy cells or whatever. So, like, um, so there's, like, you know, there's, like, a ultimate armor that you can get in zero dawn and she actually starts the new game off with that but it's powered down so it's kind of like very basic um and then the spear that she has which like kind of got upgraded at the end of the last game as well without spoiling anything like that breaks at the end of that game so she's kind of using like a half version of it um so it kind of like explains away a couple of things and then, like, at the, at, you know, when you re- kind of reach the first settlement in the new game or, like, the first kind of human camp or whatever, um, Aloy's kind of like, oh, I should pick up a better bow or I should pick up a couple of things. Like, it's not like, oh, I've, like, ne- never seen a ship before in my life. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I need to probably grab some stuff because I've got fucking nothing on me. Mm. Yeah, I she just, still knows her way around the bow. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder <laughs> how they could... Uh, sort of make that a bit not realistic but you know if, if it is like a direct carry-on it's it's contextual like there is there is context to most of it like it kind mm. of it doesn't really go out of its way to explain why she's like carrying like the bare minimum but like most of most of it is explained and then she's the actual like, when you when you're talking about the abilities and stuff like because they've introduced like whole new skill trees and like changed mm. the way that works in a lot of ways like it, it, you kind of forget about that as well it was like, so cool. not, I was so quick to forget once I started just yeah. doing side you're not, missions, you're not like re, yeah, you're not regaining the same stuff. Like you haven't like lost and then just kind of have to get back the same stuff. It's all it's all different. So, mm-hmm. nice. and the power climb is excellent too. So the, the, yeah. the rate at which you unlock new weapons of different um, rarities, uh, you level up and you gain skills. And there's six skill trees that are super like deep, and also all of the upgrades within them are, are worthwhile. As in. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I really don't care when I level up and I often forget to actually level up. Whereas in this one, I, I leveled up and I'm like, sweet, now I can get this thing that does this. Um, I was always looking, and the, the carrot on the stick is what I call it, I bang on about it all the time, but it's like super important. I love that. I do. To have a good carrot on the stick is absolutely everything because you just it just makes you want to, it motivates you to keep going, to become bigger, better, more powerful. And the enemies also... Um, become more and more challenging as you go along and you know enemies that were giving me trouble at the start ended up just obliterating at the end but then you know you've got thunder jaws you've got dread wings which are like giant bat type creatures that spread coronavirus no no um but yeah it's just the challenge just goes up and up and the power climb goes up and up and even though i'm at level max level which is 50 um, i'm doing arena challenges now which are 
freaking tough because they're time challenges. Um, so there's there's always challenges, there's always getting better, which is just a huge thing in video games for me. I feel like if you're not getting better and, and the challenge isn't ever growing, then what's, what's the point of it? What is the point? What is the point? KV, what did, uh, what did you think of it? Um, I mean, yeah, KS has pretty much said the, the bulk of it. I think like, um, the, the thing for me is like, obviously as, as Kieran said, like they've improved on pretty much everything that could have been improved from the first game. Um, but they, they didn't, they didn't kind of just stick to the, the formula that established, especially the open world formula. Um, the gameplay loop like feels different enough that it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing you were in the first game. And I think like one of the like bigger changes for me, which is relatively minor, um, is that they've moved, they, they made settlements more important and going to a settlement more important than before. Um, a, because you can't craft upgrades out in the field. You have to go back to a settlement and find a workshop. Um, and B, because Aloy has a stash now, so that any excess items you pick up, instead of having to like, drop shit everywhere, um, it all goes to a central stash that you can access from anywhere. So like, oh my god, I again, took that for granted. Was that not part of the first game? No, no, oh no, no, no. You load up on mods like immediately. That was the yeah. thing I found. You always got too many mods in the game. Always too many you mods. Loads yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, I've completely um, blacked that out. Probably from so. <laughs> So you have like a legitimate reason to return to settlements and that kind of ties into like when I when I said in my review like I compared it to Monster Hunter it's that that feeling of like oh I want to upgrade you know my outfit I want this new upgrade that my outfit has and there's so many outfits in this game <laughs> um compared to the first game um and they're all they all play into the skill trees really well they're all specified to kind of like a specific a type of build and you can augment them and customize them but you, yeah, you might go to a workshop and go, oh, I want this upgrade for my outfit. I don't have uh, like a Dreadwing brain. I need to go get a Dreadwing brain. The game lets you press triangle and create a job. Like, you know, sort of spawn your own quest to go and oh, get how one. How good was that? Um, so you're, if you've found Dreadwings in the world before, that quest will automatically be like, oh, you found Dreadwings here before. Go there and get this thing you need. Um and, so and then you'll you go can there. even cycle through the parts, the specific part of yeah. the thing that you need so to you, dislodge. You'll go there, you'll scan the Dreadwing, you'll cycle through the part, you can tag the part so you can see it when you're fighting it, highlighted. Um, and then you'll, you know, use whatever weapon or what or you uh, or gear you need to remove that part. You don't have to kill the Dreadwing, you can just take the shit and go. You can kill it first. Um, and then you'll take that part and you'll go back to the settlement and you apply the upgrade. So it's that very like Monster Hunter-esque loop of like, oh, I need this thing, I need to go hunt this creature, take this item from it, go back to my settlement, upgrade my armor, and then keep going. And, like, that that one, like, sort of new gameplay loop that they've introduced alone made, like, the world of difference to my enjoyment of the world because it felt like I was sort of directing my own gameplay. I wasn't just going, oh, you know, check this box, check this box. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going out on adventures. I'm, I'm doing things because I'm motivated to, <laughs> to, uh, to get these upgrades and to, yeah. And that's like, that's one small part of it. Like obviously the, yeah, the side quests are phenomenal. You get to do and see so many cool things that you are just there because they're cool. Mm. Um, and yeah, and it, it's fucking beautiful. So anytime you go and do something, you're going to see something incredible as well. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just like small, small changes to the formula just add up to so much more in the sequel. Um, it just, there was never, never a single moment when I was playing the game that I was like, Oh, I don't want to be doing this. Like, uh, like I'd never felt like I was doing anything just because I had to, or because it felt like I needed to. It was like, you know, I can play like the second act of the game kind of lets you direct like what order you want to do it in as well. So it's, it just feels so much more fluid and freeform and, um, and then all the cool robot dinosaurs and kangaroos and whatever. And how good are the kangaroos, the leap slashes? Then uh... the leap slashes, fuck those guys. <laughs> I still like those big guys. Uh, they're, they're from the first game. The one, um, are they like giant turkeys? I don't know, like ostriches. Uh, oh yeah. And they they yell a lot. They um, yeah. Something about them is just terrifying. They've got the huge armor plate on the front of them as well that you can just yeah. like dislodge and then then have your way with them but they're probably one of my favorites i don't know why they're one of the smaller ones as well but the new the new uh enemies are, are awesome like the dreadwing um, yeah which is a giant bat the tremor tusk which is like a woolly mammoth yeah a wall, they really wall, they, wall they took they really took advantage of like the added verticality so like the, i feel like there's like way more like uh, like uh air based creatures and then obviously you've got your sea based creatures as well because you've got the underwater element so like it's like a whole like top to bottom spectrum it's really cool I thought I'd be able to fight underwater. I'm glad that I couldn't because, you know, games like Devil May Cry 2 sort of really show how underwater combat can be the worst thing. <laughs> it ever. makes it more tense. It does, I guess. When the when you've got to sometimes take a sea creature like the Tide Ripper, which is a big plesiosaurus um, thing that you probably would have seen in trailers. Uh, yeah, when you've got to convert them from being in the in the water to being on land so you can actually kill them. Yeah, it is kind of tense. Yeah, you're it introduces a couple of stealthy things, plus the underwater sections look amazing as well. Yeah. The lighting so, and, yeah, Jesus. It's crazy. So, KV, what did you give it? I gave it a big old fat 10. You gave it a Sonic Mania out of bloody 10. <laughs> Sonic Mania. <laughs> very, very nice. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions. Uh, Nathan, do you have anything you want to ask before? Because I know that you finished the first one, so do you have any questions at all? Yeah, look, I kind of already know the answer to this because I've spoken to Kieran about it. But um, yeah, between the two of you, how did you find the, cha- I assume, changes to the melee combat? Because that really wasn't much of an emphasis in the first game. It's pretty pretty oh, pared yeah. back. It's still not the main event, but it's definitely more useful this time around. You've got a bunch more combo combos um, that you can use and unlock, and there's a whole skill tree that they employ you to use to, to unlock all those combos. There's melee pit challenges, which teach you how to use them, um, and stuff like the resonator blast. So this, if you whack them enough times with your light attack, your spear builds up energy. You then hit them with a heavy attack, and you can tag a part of them with a glowing sort of um, weak spot and you hit that with an arrow and then hello explosion um, and it's very satisfying and quite cool so and against human enemies the melee combat I actually preferred it uh, I really loved getting in the face of human enemies and just smacking them around because yeah. by the end of it you've got like so many combos and a lot of them can interrupt them and her dodge is really reactive and she can um, attack out of a dodge really quickly too so mm. yeah I was running circles around human enemies towards the end there and just she's it was, yeah. it was very unfair to, to them she just she's so much more acrobatic as well so it just looks like so much cooler mm. um and like I 
I cannot get enough of that move where like, especially with the, in conjunction with the resonator blast where you like wail on them and then like launch off of their heads oh, yeah. and it goes into like bullet times. So you can like hit them with a, a yeah. bow shot. So if you time that with the resonator blast and you like, you know, do a full combo, jump off the head, pull your bow and then like yeah. hit that exploding point. Like it's just like super, super satisfying. It's like John Wick sort of situation. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so yeah, can one, confirm, nearly much better. One question I've got is, and we spoke about Horizon Zero Dawn last week and, and where I'm at, is that I felt that I wasn't leveling up quick enough just progressing through the world. Like, just, I, I feel like, so I'm at level 11 and the mission that I have to do is level 15, so I feel like I have to go off and do a bunch of side shit purely just to grind through and level up. Has has that been fixed? Like, is is that still a thing? Or oh, you just you're getting stuff so quickly. You're getting so many skill points so quickly, and you're getting upgrade materials all the time without really having to go seek them out. Even at the start, like you'll find that you've got enough materials just from you know attacking stuff in the wild to level up. And it's the level of your weapon that is way more important than your overall level. Your overall level just determines your HP. And that's not really that important, um, not not hugely so, because uh, it only goes up like 10 per level, which is pretty minute. But if you've got a nice upgraded weapon, then you, you really start to feel like you you can take on anything. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, perhaps the game communicates that in some way, but when I saw all these level requirements for the missions in, in Forbidden West, I'm like, oh, this is level 18, there's no way I'm going to do something level 11. But then I did a couple, because uh, I... I had quite good weapons. I'm like, oh, that, that was that was absolutely fine. I, I didn't breathe through it, but I, it was a good, meaty challenge. So I think as long as your weapons are good, the level requirements don't mean a whole lot. I don't know what was your experience, KV. Yeah, I mean, I like, I I I just found myself like pulled away by other stuff often enough that I always was either on par or above the level I needed to be for like main main stuff main story missions so like mm. it depends how you play but like all all the side content and like secrets off the beaten path and stuff are so compelling in this one that you likely end up leveling faster than you need to anyway definitely with um i just want to touch on graphics and and whatnot because there's just uh, uh, this is just my memory but there's performance mode and a fidelity mode. Is that yeah correct? Yeah. So I there's a fidelity yeah. mode and an infidelity infidelity mode. <laughs> uh, you both played on performance. Uh, I accidentally played on performance. I didn't actually did change you? it. I did. Yeah, I just jumped into the game and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And I didn't even think look at it or change it. Oh wow! It. I'm like the world's worst reviewer. Sorry, everyone. I played I infidelity. I might have already said this. I said that. KV would just stick to the one mode. <laughs> you mean KS? I'm a KS, sorry, KS. Yeah, I'm terrible. And then I read, when I read KV's review, I'm like, hmm, there's some good technical information in here. <laughs> Whereas I'm just, you know, I play it by feel. The game looks amazing. It it ran really well. There wasn't many technical blemishes. I, whatever mode I was playing on, I was having a good time and I wasn't you know, I wasn't pulled back by anything, but for, for technophiles, I, I direct you to KV's review. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Jordan will tear the game apart at some point too, Jordan Garcia. He's like, he's trash, it only runs at 59 FPS. You just wait till it comes to PC, mate. Oh, God. And, do, go. and doesn't have ultra-wide support or whatnot. When you can mod Barney the Dinosaurus Aloy. 
That's what I'm waiting for. No, what Thomas and Tank Engine is probably first, isn't he? Um, so KB, yeah. So how was the the difference between the two modes? Uh, yeah. So I like because I only like I think we've discussed this, but I only just recently got around to probably finishing Zero Dawn. Um, so by the time I did that on the PS5, it had the performance patch, so I was playing at 60 FPS. So naturally, I was like, I'm just going to keep playing it like this because this is what I'm used to. Um, jumped into the performance mode. I was like, yeah, this looks really nice, plays really well. Um, switched it over to fidelity mode to, you know, check out what that looked like. And like instantly the difference in image quality is so much better. Um, I think it's like, I think the performance mode is like 1800p, which is still like like fairly close to 4k. Um, Hmm. but the overall, like there's just like, there's a lot of detail that's lost in that. Um, especially like in materials and like Aloy's armor and like reflections on her hair and stuff like that. So um, for the sake of it, I tried out fidelity mode for a little while. Um, At first it was really jarring to play it in 30 FPS, but after a while, like it kind of, I got used to it Um, and it plays really, really fluidly still in 30 FPS. Um, And I think they brought out the, like the day zero patch, maybe it was like four or five days ago from memory um and they actually like tightened it up even more so um it plays really 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 well in fidelity mode and if you have a 4k tv it looks fucking phenomenal so Mm. i actually stuck to that which i was surprised about okay so so your uh, recommend uh your preference was to play in the 4k mode or in the yeah yeah just just like for the pure visual spectacle and it's not like it's not the most like twitch kind of reflex acrobatics based game you know like it's it's fairly like Aloy plays fairly heavily and clunk like not clunky but you know there's there's this weight behind everything she does so I, f- I feel like it still plays well enough in 30 fps nice obviously because i played the whole thing in 30 fps <laughs> <laughs> um one of the last questions i've got is i want to talk about Aloy and just her as a character because mm. obviously like this is only her second game so mm as a character, do you think she is definitely becoming one of PlayStation's top line uh, characters? Yeah, definitely. Um, she's she's yeah tough as nails is Aloy. Uh, she she starts off she she really likes to isolate herself a lot. Like she she goes alone to the west. That's not a spoiler, I suppose. But she seems like the sort of person who would rather do everything on her own. But then she just gathers this, like, group of people around her who are just, like, magnetised towards her. And, and she's got a real human quality that sort of drags people towards her. And, and um, yeah, she's she's mad strong and a, a cool, cool protagonist for sure. Um, is it the I same think she's, she's going to be in the, uh, yeah, in the Hall of Classics, essentially, as, as a strong protagonist. Yeah, I like... I, I actually didn't like Halo that much in the first game. That was one of my bigger problems with it um, because, I f- you know, like she was it, like her character was interesting, but I, there was just something missing. And I think they really nail it in this one by giving her all of those companions um, because I feel like her personality plays off a lot better against other well-developed like characters and personalities um, cause you can kind of see how she reacts to different types of people. Um, and she spends a lot of this game kind of in the shadow of her achievements of the first game as well. Cause everyone kind of knows mm. who she is. It's like, this is Aloy that saved the world. You know, she talks to fucking God, like she's like this amazing person. 
Um, and yeah, I thought like, I, I thought pairing her up because the game like does quite often pair you up with someone else when you're doing like main story missions or even some of the side quests. Um, and you often get the opportunity to sort of debrief with characters if like optionally and like chat to them and explore like talk about what's happened in like previous missions and stuff. So I think they did that. That, that was a really smart move on their part. Um, yeah, I always love when someone came along on a mission because I'm used to being like a bit of a lone wolf and and yeah, and I was like, oh, who's this? flog that's coming with me on this mission but they're actually really useful in combat too yeah like they've got their little yeah. tricks and stuff like that yeah and they all kind of have unique nice. abilities and stuff yeah um yeah usually tied to like an elemental effect and you don't really notice it until you do and you're like oh thanks for that buddy yeah <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. you shock that dude now i'm gonna smack him around a little bit thanks for that yeah kind of the companions are really strong and they do actually bring out the best in aloy and because yeah she does start off quite standoffish and just yeah i'm gonna do all this on my own and then she just accepts the fact that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's like, she starts off the game getting all this attention that she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like the, the fact that she kind of like broke away, like in the first game, she kind of defies her own heritage to go out and do what she thinks is like she needs to do. Um, and then kind of learns to use that in the second game. Cause a lot of the people that she deals with are stuck in their like cultures or their traditions. And it's like, you know, we need to go out here and save the world. Like you need to just let go of that and let's go do this thing. So mm. I thought it was cool. Nice. All right. I got two last questions, two quick fire questions for you. Uh, both questions without notice. So first thing off, off the top of your head, first question is what was your favorite uh, thing about the game? Like the rule, like the, like the, the part or mission or weapon or whatever that you liked the most. And the second thing is that if there was a Horizon movie or TV show, which actress would play Aloy Kieran's KV shaking his head? I did liken Aloy to someone at one point. It wasn't flattering. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, we can't uh, go there. Go so on. either question, jump in. Favourite thing the mm. was the cleaving sharp shot bow. It's a, it's only a very rare, so it's not a legendary. It's a purple bow. I had it all the way upgraded. Um, you pair that with double knock where you can put two arrows together at once and you can just rip a machine apart in one shot. Usually from the shadows as well, you get all these like burns for um, doing it from stealth uh, and or doing it from the air as well or doing it from higher ground. And yeah, you can just absolutely smoke any dinosaur out there. Like the... Um, the Thunderjaw, they have these disc launchers on their back. And if you get one right between the two disc launchers they've got, you just blow both of them off at the same time. And then you walk out there, grab the disc launcher and start shooting it with it. Brilliant. Cleaving sharp shot bow, just grab it as soon as you can. Love it. Tear damage is just the best. Nice. KB, favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing is Machine Strike. Oh, yeah, which cool. I like I didn't get a chance to talk about properly in my review no um, me neither I just get put a throw it on yeah it's just one of those things but there's like there's a whole like in world uh, like board game that people play oh. um, or like it's like I guess like chess meets like a strategy like turn based strategy game where you with can, collectibles though as well with collectible where with collectible pieces based on the machines so you can kind of create your own little arsenal that you can play against other people with very cool. Um, nice. Yeah, I just got a legendary fire call last night. Actually, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Off the top of your head, actress to play Aloy. Do you, does anyone have any anybody? 
Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that movie where she's all Irish, and it sort of it sort of halfway works. Yeah, no, Nicole Kidman. I'm sticking with that. The reason for this question is just because the Uncharted film is out, so I was just thinking... Oh, God, yeah, yeah that's really bad scripting. Yeah, but the Uncharted film doesn't star anyone anyone that you would pick for those characters. So. Exactly. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we just so, got Nicole right, Kidman, so, for fuck's sake. <laughs> by that logic, fucking Sigourney Weaver, let's go. All right, done. There you go. I'll, I'll chuck one in. Go for it. Yeah, do it. Uh, see, half serious, let's say Natasha Leon. Oh, actually, that? no. That's spot on. Let she me, turns black? Let me have, oh. No, no, no. She's from Russian Doll. Um, Orange it? is the new black. Oh, yeah, then Redhead. Surname oh, yeah. so L. The oh, only she's, um, yeah. she's in a film that I watched oh, yeah. once. She's good. <laughs> once upon a time. Yeah, she's great. She worked for Netflix. The only yeah. thing that came to mind for me, purely, like based purely on being a redhead and for the nerd cred, would be Felicia oh. Day. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's a stretch, but <laughs> Natasha Leone is good. I feel so like this sums up my. Mm. But the film that I was thinking of is uh, American Pie Two. That, that's or the American Pie films. That's what I remember <laughs> her from. <laughs> no, she'll see them. What character uh, is she in that? She's Aloy. Tara Reid's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, very nice. Ooh. So you can go to either well-play.com.au or press-start.com.au mm. and said played. Uh, to check either of the Kieran's reviews. They're all the same. There. Um, it's, there's been some interesting takes on that game. Uh, I mean, yeah, Did anyone mention the, the janky climbing in any reviews, I haven't read anyone's other than Kieran's. I, I feel like I've yeah, I feel like I've seen a couple. They did mention uh, it for Lube and the Clunkaphonic side. See, I, like, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't really have any issue with it. Um, it didn't feel the, the plonking. Is it better than being super sticky like Nathan Drake? Well, that, that climbing is actually very good. Do you reckon? As is Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if, you if you thought that was sticky, then yeah, you. you just roll yourself an arrow and get ready, for, <laughs> get ready for the good times because, yeah, she sticks to her stuff real good. All like right, the, before the, we... the pool caster. No, anyway, no, it's a whole different podcast just talking about the pool caster. All right, well, we will be doing a spoiler cast, so we'll save a lot of the juicy stuff for, for next time. But another quick shout-out that I forgot, so my apologies to Mark Isaacson, but he's actually done a review for Grapple Dog. You can go to the website and read that. His quick little final thoughts here are uh, grapple dog is a lot of fun and for platform fans new or old it should provide plenty of entertainment but the concept doesn't push the ingenuity oh i said that weird slider high enough and many of its other tricks have been used aplenty elsewhere 8.5 so you can check that review out actually looks kind of cool uh looks like something that maybe kv might be interested into uh maybe it's got a little bit of of love of grappling and dogs that's it you do love Grappling and dogs. <laughs> Speaking of grappling, you love grappling. I've experienced one of your grapples. True. Yeah. From behind suplex. Performing suplex into the ground. That was a good night. <sighs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> news. Let's talk the news. So, quick fire. Oh, I didn't really give these 
things in the in the doco very good names they're just sort of one word things all right so babylon's fall uh, which comes out march 3rd that is getting a demo on ps5 and ps4 this month i think february late february let me just get the page to load from adam here uh yeah so uh, babylon's fall demo will be coming to ps5 and ps4 on february 25th has this is a game from platinum yes this is platinum yeah. games uh what do we i feel like this game was announced and then like because with know, little fanfare yeah like platinum have a pretty good name i, I know that k ks loves you loves a yeah, little bit of platinum yeah. um but this i feel like i've heard next to nothing about the marketing around it's been pretty subpar i mean it looks like they're going for uh what uh live service game yeah. with this is that right which and like it seems that, all kinds of dubious yeah that wasn't communicated when they first revealed the game either that right. it was like yeah, yeah, I, I feel that, like that the, i feel like when trailer. they first revealed it with that cinematic trailer um and even after that it took them ages to like use the words live service um and that's when interest i think from a lot of people just plummeted yeah what is that why is it that they persist with these things. I guess they make a lot of money, but just not from people like us who like games. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a combination of combination of things because yeah, a like a it's ongoing income if it takes off, and b if it doesn't take off, they can almost kind of get away with it's it's almost like a beta version of a game when they first launch most live service games. It's not content complete or feature mm. complete because the plan is to iterate afterwards. So I feel like it's like very little risk compared to a like a full triple a mm. production but also potentially very high reward so uh, okay i don't yeah, know it's just like i hate it i hate it like marvel avengers like would that marvel, have made it marvel's avengers Dragon, yeah that's a good example. would that have made its money back like with the probably no way no way no. i doubt it no i i feel like oh. uh, there would have been enough yeah. early doctors who are really just the marvel name they just go nuts for it right but the game didn't really have no, nah, I don't think it was ever really because it was. Didn't a lot of fans be like, "Oh, it's not the original. It's, it's not the movie car." So people didn't really. Or might it tries to play it a little too uncanny. Mm. Like oh, we're yeah. going to get people as close as possible to the films that aren't from the films and make it real tacky. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's not a good ploy at all. You just either use yeah. them or you go as far away as possible from them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so Babylon's Fall comes out March third, so not I'll give too it a go far just away. simply because of the name. Platinum Games they they make they made so many good games. Well, I'm sure the combat will be fun. Speaking yes. of Platinum Games, uh, more news has come out of them over the past week, and it's regarding Scalebound. Back on baby. Well, uh, members of Platinum Games uh, senior team, I guess uh, once. Uh, to basically take, you know, get back into developing this game. So, in an interview with IGN Japan, Platinum Games president, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Atsushi Inaba said that Scalebound's creator uh, Hideki Kiyama still harbor desires to finish and release the game. Um, yeah, well, I hard to go back and become a, a pro skateboarder, but you know, and, <laughs> and they uh, then Kamiya, I think who's yeah, sorry, he, he's the creator. He then uh, said in this interview that I would like to appeal to Phil Spencer directly. Let's do it, Phil. Um, yeah, and then uh, they uh, they went they went further, and it, um, 
another little comment here is just that it seems pointless for Microsoft just to hold on to what they've done with it and just not, you know, sort of not, not do anything with it. A question for you guys, what do you do you think Phil and the team at Microsoft will, you know, re-green light this? Because um, I know that Phil said uh, in 2020, you know, me and him catch up for coffee every now and again, but he told me that um, it's something that, that we've all moved past. Uh, in an interview or in a or in a whatever so i mean i don't think that they'll go back to this personally but it's interesting to see that uh, platinum come out and beg almost what do you think kv i know you're a big fan uh i don't like no i don't care I just, I was just, yeah, I just, it's just got dragons and I don't know that you've got a thing for dragons. <laughs> Do I? You're, you're a scaly, mate, we all know. I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said anything about fighting dragons. No, you haven't. Well, it's a different Loving effort. dragons. But, yeah. <laughs> he likes the bad get, I have to get a little bit rough with some of them. Um, but, I was into it. I didn't, I didn't like the headphones a lot. I thought that was great. Can anyone here see... Xbox giving this the go ahead again. Yeah, yeah we can bring back the Zoom. <laughs> One at a time. I think it would have enough hype behind it that you could recapture the the hype magic, perhaps. Oh, you and could. That, I, I could. But it must have sucked pretty bad if they're pulling the plug on it because it was an exclusive in times where that they were pretty thin on the ground for Microsoft. So True. it must have been. It must have been pretty subpar. I don't recall. Oh, I remember, but didn't they take like, was it? It was just behind in production and stuff as well. I think they, because they were so far behind and they were stressed and whatnot, and because they were they were making parts of it, parts of this game were things that Platinum Games had never done before. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly uh, what was in it, but uh, I, I know that they uh, they being Platinum apologised in 2019 for the game's cancellation, just saying that they bit off more than they could chew with it. I mean, yeah, like, it, it looked cool. It looked cool, but, yeah, whether we see it back, who knows? All right. Um, speaking of Phil, uh, Microsoft has announced, announced uh, that... What have they announced? Let me read this, actually. That uh, Activision, Activision Blizzard games will still come to PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. So even post-contract obligations, games like Call of Duty and Blizzard games will still come to uh, those platforms. So that's a, that's good to see that they're going to, um, you know, give a bit of love back to PlayStation. But we'll see how long that lasts. Any thoughts there from anyone? Didn't they say that about something else as well? But then... Like, everyone thought, oh, definitely Starfield will come to PlayStation. But it's not. Yeah. Mm, I'm, mm, Starfield was an interesting one. I thought they probably might. I thought Elder Scrolls they would, but that appears to not be the case. And those are big uh, ones. Those are very big ones. But, um, yeah, there you go. That one. No one's got no, nothing. Well, the home used to be Xbox, Call of Duty. Um, I lamented the day that it got passed over to PlayStation. But it's all cross-play anyway, so I think the bigger the community, the better the game will be anyway. So Thanks, I think it's a good thing. Nah, appreciate those those are thoughts there on that one. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077's 
Uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S update could could be out now. If you're listening, there is a uh, event that's already taken place, and CD Projekt Red could probably have announced that uh, the update is live. So they are yeah they're running a stream which uh, will give more information regarding the game. But Tom Warren from The Verge. Uh, Notice on his console, on his Series X console, I believe that the game it was already listed as optimized for Series X and S. So the the dropping of that should be imminent. Uh, but we'll yeah, I mean we'll already know. So let's let's move on from. Could their timing that. be any worse? Yeah. It's definitely a, it's an interesting timing to to it's drop it. Right it's almost Elden like Ring and Horizon is like what do you do? It's almost like they're re-releasing it sort of you know you know it had such a bad launch but to drop it you know in probably two of the two of the biggest games this year um if not Mm. the you know the two biggest games outside of what god of war maybe Mm. off the top of my head um and you know a play tale so Mm. the uh in other news there uh this one i wonder how kv no kv ks will think about this one uh martha is dead have you heard of that game yeah, of course. Of course, of course, you have. Um, that this game will be censored on PlayStation. I know. Did you hear that? I did. But you it did won't be that. censored anywhere else because guess where I'll be playing it? Not on PlayStation. <clears throat> no, censor games. How dare you? I'm an adult. Uh, well, so yeah, the upcoming game uh, Martha is Dead, which is a psychological dark thriller set during World War Two, uh, in the Italian countryside of Tuscany. From memory uh, well. is going to be edited on playstation ps5 and ps4 xbox and pc release remains unaffected um, they just, just killed the game on playstation essentially yeah no there's one a wants so, to play anything that's censored they're, so they're there's a statement there's a statement from wide productions who is the publisher and the developers lka who did the town of light and i think cave s you played I the town did, of light and it was terrible they love Italy too, because that was it. That was Italian as well. Well, they're but Italian. yeah, the town of light was very bad. Um, so they've yeah they've released this statement, Shut and it's it, you know it reads as a statement, but if you if you look beneath the words, there's they're upset. You know, they're not pleased about it because they've as you said, you know, they've essentially killed this game's PlayStation launch. Mm. Um, because you're right, you know, no one wants to play a censored version of a game when other platforms can have that, um, you know, unaffected experience. So do you know what the censored part is? No, I don't. I don't. So they've not actually said what it actually is, but it's. I think it's pretty well known now what exactly has changed. So I've played okay. this part in, in the demo. So when I played the demo for the Steam Fest last year, I think I might have talked about it very briefly and said that I kind of stopped because I wanted to play the game. When it came out, but there's a part right at the start of the game where you actually interactively cut off a person's face, um, and then you wear it over your own face. Um, yeah, that's uh, so Tuesday. I, so I believe it is Tuesday. So I believe on PlayStation that that part is no longer interactive. I think it's just a cutscene thing now. Is is what I can kind of gather from what I'm reading. Not official, of course, but. Um, yeah, the internet believes that that's the actual scene that has been uh, edited. That puts it in a different not... light, actually. Because I don't want to interact, but I, would, I don't mind that happening. It sounds pretty messed up, but I don't think I need to, like, press A to cut face off. 
Yeah, well, I think yeah, it's, I think it's pretty interactive. I can't remember. <laughs> it's not I think, really meaningful interaction, is it? I feel like you had to move the. I, I could be wrong, but I'm trying to remember. I feel like you had you had to move the analog sticks as well as you were going like around the face. It's pretty involved. Yeah, um, I, was, I was watching it like a couple of days back. I was oh, like, right. yeah, that that's that's confronting even to a desensitized gamer. Mm. It's meant to be like it's definitely a shock value that they're exploiting. If you hands on, if you face <laughs> on. What about that torture scene in GTA Five? I got, I got absolutely roasted by the internet. I thought that that torture scene in GTA Five was absolutely tasteless, where you Trevor and you have to like torture that bloke or something. I I thought that it was one of the worst things I've ever had to do in a video game. Um, you, you know, you choose your tools of torture and then you you have to do it with the you know, pressing buttons. I'm like, this is actually making me feel physically ill. Um, and I'm desensitized. I love horror movies. I love ultra horror as well, like kind of messed up stuff. Um, you know how I know that you love horror films? You get a subscription to Shudder. Shudder, I do. And normally I would not subscribe to things. I'd find you other ways don't. of watching stuff, like go to the video store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Shudder, I have, a, uh, I have a subscription to it, yes. Um, um, but yeah, that scene but, was disgusting in GTA Five, and I don't think I want to cut someone's face off either. But you know what? I've got to do it. It does, as weird as this sounds. It does. There is context for it. Yeah. In the game. So people, most people are probably seeing it without the bits before that part of of the game. Um, like it's actually really beautiful when you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In there's context. nice Italian. There's there's nice. You know, Pavarotti's playing like in the background. <laughs> Some team building going on. Um, glass, Someone's eating a glass, pizza. Glass and ice Doing rig. Italian um, hands. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so that game... Uh, so the, the digital release of that game is still on track for February 24, but the physical version has been pushed back to to implement those um, changes. But uh, there you go. KV, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I probably... I don't know. I... I don't like like KS. I don't really have an issue with not being able to interact with that because I've I've watched that scene on YouTube when all that news was coming out, um, and it's not that it's not that intense or that it's like I've seen I've definitely seen worse. Um, but it would make zero difference to me whether I have to press the buttons or just watch it happen. So. Mm. Well, it is what it is. Like, it's, it feels like, I don't know. It feels weird of, like, Sony to have just ran, like, you know, almost, it seems like almost out of nowhere, just decided, hey, we, we actually don't want this on the platform. Yeah, it is a bit arbitrary. Um, especially because, like, the, the devs, version? especially because the devs, like, have to now patch that in at, patch that in at the last minute and delay the physical version to get that printed on that disc as well. Mm. Like, it's, it's really odd that it came out of nowhere, but. And also, especially. Yeah, you know, with this being so close to launch, people are going to remember this. You know, if it's you know, yeah, it's that's year. it. It's more bad press than anything else for yeah. the for the devs and for PlayStation. Yeah, the the only other the flip side of that though is that a lot of people who had never heard of this game before have now heard of this game. So true. Um, there is like a lot of not a lot of good, but you know, there is some 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 good. But a lot of the questions I've seen on online is that people talk about violence and gore, and they talk about The Last of Us, which is you know quite brutal um mm. you know sort of comparing it to sort of this but it's not confirmed that that's actually the scene that is um that's, that's been censored but 
it seems pretty likely. All right, uh, Sifu is giving more accessibility options, which could include an easy mode. So uh, for, as of last week, I said I was getting my ass kicked pretty hard by Sifu. I've not gone back. Actually, KSO, I, I reckon you'd probably, you'd, probably, you'd probably like to see this. I mean, to play this. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's on the list. But Steve Saylor, who's a very, very, very well-known advocate for um, accessibility stuff, has basically tweeted out that uh, there was an interview with Pierre someone, I can't remember his last name, Pierre Taranovia, uh, Tanovia, which is uh, Slow Clap's co-founder, um, that, yeah, that they're looking at implementing more accessibility options for players uh down the track no confirmation but it does seem like that it's it's probably gonna happen any thoughts on that i know they compiled some some metadata from somewhere i think maybe trophies or something like that and they found that the vast majority of people getting their ass kicked on the second level um yeah yes like yes. a huge proportion of people which mm. probably means you pushed it just a little bit too far perhaps Don't yeah well they i remember when Adam was playing the review and he was like, this second boss is just fucking me right up for like a, a, a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think like we discussed this with, like when we we're talking about the review, but one of the biggest problems like that I had enjoying the game wasn't necessarily the difficulty, but cause like the game, like intentionally, you know, consistently punishes you so that you get better and you learn the enemy patterns and you learn how to deal with groups and you learn how to do all this stuff. But the fact that, you know, that difficulty curve is so hard and fast that like I couldn't, uh, you, you, you basically see the set, like Kieran's saying, you basically, most people are only seeing up to the second level and just repeatedly doing the first level, the second level, like that part of it gets old far quicker than the desire to get better sticks around. Mm-hmm. So I think that by giving people some kind of option, to at least progress a little bit further will give them more breathing room to want to get better. So I think that that's the thing that like, you know, when you're talking about difficulty and accessibility is like, sure, like, you know, some people need to, you know, hashtag get good, but like give them the opportunity to do it without making mm. them see the same fucking boss like 50 times. Uh-huh. Like give, give people, like p- let people experiment with the game in more ways before you start punishing them. Yeah. And I think yeah, sometimes... It's an age old debate, isn't it? Yeah. People don't necessarily need to drop down difficulties. It's, yeah. Well, and yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's something I experienced with um, Horizon, actually, which I forgot to mention before. But that game has very, very customizable difficulty levels. Mm. Um, and, you know, one thing that I struggle with in that... in the first game in this game is is just like aiming because I'm shit at shooters and action games with aiming. But you know, in the first game, right, you're dropping kung fu kickball. <laughs> I'm great at that. It doesn't have any like fucking first person or third person <laughs> aiming. Anyway, um, one of the great things about the second game is I don't have to compensate that by dropping the difficulty down because doing that dilutes the fun of fighting the machines because then the strategy goes out the window. Um, but that game actually lets you tweak it so that you can you get the like the slow motion aiming for longer than you normally would. Um, so like just that little, that little change means that like I, I have more time to line up shots and then I can concentrate more on like what ammo I'm using and what weapons I'm using, which is the fun of the game. Um, nice. So yeah, like it doesn't have to just be like, oh, you know, 
here's like invincibility, go nuts. Like there's so much yeah. more you can do to give players th- at, at some semblance of the experience you're aiming for. Yeah, I guess yeah, the well, only aversion I have to accessibility is that I love the idea of artisanal difficulty where it's baked yeah. in, but it's clever. But if it's not clever, then it's just silly. I definitely play games that are just hard for hard sake and, and they end up being not fun. Yeah, well, there's some, yeah, there's definitely something about giving people, you know, multiple ways around a challenge rather than just throwing shit at them. Um, <laughs> Until they start but, crying. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like one um and just like i think we were touching uh we spoke about this last week and that one thing that i didn't like about or one one question uh, not question sorry one part of the game that i didn't like is how you would have multiple enemies come for you and the camera angle didn't support that um mm. so if you if you had like instead of being like hard normal and easy if you would like i want it hard but instead of multiple enemies like you could you could check a box that was like only one enemy attacks at a time, kind of thing. So um, you don't have, you know, you don't have to worry about being rushed. Yeah, absolutely. By, by you, know, pe- you know people that you can't see, kind kind of thing. Um, well, they come from out of camera, do they? Constantly. Yes, yeah. So the camera is quite tight. <laughs> Sneaky quite. out of camera. Pass. So the, the thing um, about they, the thing about Sifu that's different to like a lot of other similar games is that enemies don't wait. Like, if you're fighting a guy, five other guys are just going to try and lay into you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> No matter and where they'll they throw are. shit, and they'll throw, and they'll throw shit, shit like from like across bottles. the room at you. Yeah, <laughs> so you won't even see. And you know, if you hit, you get hit, hit with a, if you get hit with a beer bottle, um, you know, it might take off like a quarter of your health, maybe. Like I'm, I'm yeah, maybe even a third. I'm, I'm trying to remember, but yeah. So it can feel a bit, a bit cheap. Is it? You know, you're not really paying attention because you're fighting off like two other blokes. Anyway. Uh, mm. Big Ant Studios is developing the next AFL video game. I know that. Uh, so they basically teased uh, Ross Simmons. Simons uh, tweeted online that uh, a little five-second clip of the Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors, which is basically the AFL's theme song, um, and it's it's been talked about for a while that they're developing the next game. So it's been confirmed by our mates over at Press Start. So that's coming. Hopefully we see some footage this year. Uh, another Aussie-made game is Conan Chop Chop, which is launching on March 1, uh, March 2 on PC because of the Steam time zones and whatnot. Sequel to um, Conan Exiles. <laughs> With the Dong Sliders, of course. Shout out to the Dong Sliders. Some, Remember that? They're, they're, yeah, they're going to be some pretty thin, uh, thin dongs. Uh, Conan Chop Chop. They're kind of like little stick cartoony characters. Yeah, it's oh, like right. a, yeah, it's like a cartoon. It's quite cute, kind of, actually. Yeah, it's Actually, a, the name like Conan Chop Chop, maybe you don't want dong sliders because that could get messy quick. It's a... <laughs> it's a up to four player, either local or online co-op. Excuse me. And it's a roguelite party game. Uh, so thanks to procedurally generated maps... No two players will be the same, and there's tons of loot to find and skills to unlock, and there's challenging boss fights. So this is by South Australia's Mighty Kingdom. That comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Nathan, I think you're slightly keen for this. Yeah, I've always had half an inkling about the Conan universe and games, and here we are, something locally developed with talent all around the country. Um be rude not to give it a look in nice all 
All right, a couple of quick ones before we go to off topics. Capcom have put up a countdown timer. I believe the countdown timer will still be up by the time this podcast goes live. It's like six-ish or five days maybe now. Uh, any any guesses as to what this could be uh, revealing when this Dino Crisis out? 3 make. Fuck, that would be amazing. I know, right? You'd love it. But I'd want an Oni Musha remake first, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, what what do we actually think it's going to be? They're getting bought by Microsoft. Deep down. Nah, that it'll be countdown to us being bought by Microsoft. It's got to be PlayStation. Well, there's actually a tweet going around that I first thought I was like, "What?" But it's I think it's parody. Uh, is that someone went through like the source code and, and they found this thing that was like Phil Spencer with um. We're announcing that we're acquiring Capcom and we're making Resident Evil 4 exclusive or something. Um, <laughs> at like first glance, I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized it was a piss take. But um, I think it'll either be Resident Evil 8 DLC or uh, Street Fighter 6. I'm going to guess it's Street Fighter 6 because I don't know why they would have a massive fuck off countdown for uh, Resident Evil Village DLC. I don't know why they have it for Street Fighter 6. Is that is that a thing? Street Fighter is yeah. massive, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. I, I, I do think it seems to be the most logical choice as well. Mate, I'd be keen for Street Fighter 6. No, you wouldn't. Fuck off. Yeah, I love that. Street... Speak the shit out of you online. They're better than you, and they will always be better than you. I know they will. Mate, that oh. happens in any game. It happened in Kung Fu Kickball last night. <laughs> I can't play a single fighting game just knowing that all I do is type into YouTube people who don't be good at fighting games, and they'll just have some person just kick them up. I, I think I played one round of Killer Instinct online, and I got done like uh, that stupid ultimate combo he absolutely bodied me i'm like i'm never playing this ever again i'm running away that's okay mate no i'll tell you what no one will beat yourself some easy challenges no one will beat me ever in the world when i'm playing as jan lee in dead or alive it's i i don't believe that yeah no you probably shouldn't i don't know someone who is better than you i think i think kieran's played me as i'm jan lee out of me yeah I, uh, I know my boy Jan Lee back to front, up and down. Yeah, you do. To, to play Dead or Alive well, the skill cap is so astronomically high. I looked into it once. I was like, there's no way I'm even going to try and get good at this. I want to play it now. I want to play it up the stream. What? This podcast. Yeah, go online and just you know get in the Diamond League or whatever. You just wait until I wake up and I'm a millionaire because I just won some tournament. Yeah, I can't wait. I was pretty good at Tekken 3 back in the day. Uh, I'm just so talking about being good at fighting games. I know, it's right. embarrassing. All right, the other not, last bit of juicy news here is Atomic <laughs> Heart, which is the game that is not an indie game, or is it? We're not too sure yet. But that has been given <laughs> a release window, <laughs> release window trailer. Uh, it is launching in Burr this year. So either September, October, November, or December, unless it gets pushed back. Or January Burr. Uh, <laughs> January, so <laughs> February. New trailer. It's had some. It looks really cool. So this uh, this game's premise and 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 like fucking what would you call it? Something Soviet. Like I don't even know what what you'd even call it. Like crazy Soviet world, post-apocalyptic it's Soviet world. Bioshock esque. Um, post-apocalyptic Soviet. It looks thing. awesome, but the yes. gameplay trailers that they have put out previously haven't really been amazing they've been okay but they've had interesting choices where you know 
They had to some guy going home with a hammer, I think. Oh, yeah, the whole time. It's like, he's a gun. Six minutes of hammer. Um, <laughs> but this new trailer, I think, actually looks pretty fucking cool. And it's got uh, Mick Gordon chugging riffs in the in the background. Uh, if you don't know who, who Mick Gordon is, he did the Doom Eternal. No. Is that what it's called? What's the... Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's the latest game. No, no, the one before that. Just Doom. Doom. Yeah, <laughs> just Doom. Okay. What if you turn upside um, down wood? <laughs> he did the... Yeah, where he did Doom and Doom. Mood. <laughs> Mood. Eternal. Uh, what do we think? KV, I know that you were pretty keen for this. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm super keen for like just the, the way it looks like the, like the enemy designs and the like architecture and aesthetics, just like super, super cool. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to get into the narrative cause it still makes zero fucking sense to me. And the voice acting sounds a little bit horrendous, but like oh, I'll, I'll allow that. that. <laughs> um, but just like the overall aesthetic and like the the music and all that kind of stuff really really appeals to me. So I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I think this is the trailer that sold me, and it's so well edited. It's uh, very much like KV's just said. I can't make heads nor tails of the plot, except there's enough separate individually. There's enough interesting things happen or happening yeah. that the world immediately has its hooks in me, and I want to see more. Um, I. Yeah, will it release this year though? Mm. Well, so I'm nice. glad you asked about the narrative because Karen and I actually did a interview with the developers. It's pretty, Ooh. it's pretty small, so I haven't put it up yet because I don't know if I'm gonna. I should just put it up. Uh, but the one of the questions that, that that we asked was how much focus will be on the game story? Will there be branching story paths or or narrative choices? And their answer was the yes. story is one of the main focuses for us. Cinematic cutscenes. Tick, gotta gotta have those deep characters, uh, exciting plot Dude. twists, and rich lore. You find all of that in Atomic Heart. I mean, if that doesn't sell you on the story, fuck, I don't know what will, mate. Um, so, invert for me. Re- I mean, the reason why these this interview hasn't got up is because the answers are pretty pretty thin. You could you could probably floss your teeth with them. Um, yeah, pretty superlative. But in in their defence. This was a blanket email that, that they put out. It was like to a whole bunch of journalists being like, hey, if you want an interview, send through your questions. So they were, they were probably inundated with questions. So um, KV, uh, sorry, KS, you, you watched pre-podcast. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it looks a little bit odd. I, as KV said, I think the world looks really cool and, and you know some of the designs there look awesome, but it looks to be real issue with just a disconnected jankiness to the whole thing and yeah it looks odd lip syncing is weird they're trying to instill some emotion in, in the whatever story they're trying to tell there but pretty much the crux of it comes to the point where it's like the robots are killing everyone and i think that's just going to be what it is it's robots yeah. going, going crazy <laughs> mm. time to kill them i don't think um, it, it doesn't look it looks like about as shallow as a symbol sort of thing it's not it's not going to be bioshock in soviet post-apocalyptic russia like we all want it to be but it looks like it, it like from that trailer like it looks graphically and visually very good uh 
And one of the questions I asked was, or the, we asked, was that are you still aiming to release on PS4 and Xbox One hardware? And they said yes. So I found that because I thought that maybe, you know, given its pushback so far, because uh, I think it was originally meant to release a year or maybe a year and a bit ago, um, you know, that maybe they've dropped, you know, they've done what maybe Cyberpunk should have and, you know, dropped the current or the previous gen release. Anyway, uh, the last bit, and I don't know how much you guys want to talk about this because I would let this to last so you guys can carry this on. That's the Nintendo Direct. Anything, Nathan's just whipped his head back. Maybe he's got whiplash. <laughs> but, um, you want to take the, take the reins with this one? Yeah, I think we'll just briefly mention the, the big standouts here. So for fans of classic sort of 90s JRPGs, Square Enix come to the Nintendo Direct with a fair bit to show off. Um, but I guess, yeah, from the top, I guess one of the big things to stand out was that there is a new follow-up to the Fire Emblem series, but it's actually more a Fire Emblem Warriors Musou-style game. So it's Three Hopes set in the world of Fire Emblem Three Houses, and we'll follow a different story, but around the same characters. Uh, we get the official release date of April 8 for the Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp, which is one of my most anticipated games for the year. And No Man's Sky got a, a very surprising announcement for Switch, which if you've seen a lot of sort of ports on the Switch hardware, that's an odd one. could go either way because that's a quite an ambitious game for a small piece of hardware. And, and they I showed, haven't mentioned anything. They showed gameplay, yeah. which like didn't look different to what it looks like on last-gen consoles. No, it looked eerily all right. So like unless they... In t- like un- unless they're misleading people with footage from another platform, which I I very much doubt they would do. Um, it seems like it holds up well. Yeah, I saw something from Hello Games afterwards where they were suggesting that this is something that's been in the works for quite some time and is quite the act of wizardry on their behalf. So time will tell, but that's that's really exciting. That's a game that you want to take with you on the go. Yeah. Mario Strikers, any interest? Their, their fo- football comeback. I ha- like. I I don't care for sports uh, until they're in Mario form. Um, yes, there is a. That's a thing. I just love how each of Nintendo's, like each of their Mario sports games, has like a, a different vibe. Like Mario Tennis is usually very like fantastical and over the top. Mario Golf is very like stale and like chill and easygoing. And then Mario Strikers is yeah. always just fucking aggressive for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like it's always like you're always beating the shit out of each other. And like, there's always fire coming off stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I love the attitude. They, they're literally tearing up the footy pitch. Yeah. It's brutally exaggerated. It looks like a bit of fun. Did you ever play any, like the old Strikers? I played the one on GameCube. Was, what, GameCube. Yeah. Was it like Gridiron in the Mario world? Is it? It's no, it's, it's not soccer. It's, soccer. Oh, soccer. it's football, yeah. Um, it's good shit. So yeah, that's a. Uh, oh, sorry. The beautiful game. No, that's Mario Strikers Battle League Football June ten. Showed a little bit of Splatoon three, courtesy of its uh, Salmon Run mode, which I think is what that's sort of like a co-op. Yeah, game yeah, mode that's that a holdover in. from the second game. I ignored it in the second game yeah. and I kind of ignored it here as well. If you don't know what it is, it doesn't really initiate you into it. Um, what did you think of Front Mission first and I'm second? I'm f- so keen. Uh, I loved Front Mission 3 on the PS1. 
Um, and I never played the first two, but no, uh, I think like, cause the, th- correct me if I'm wrong, but the third one was the first one to be like a properly 3d camera, like, well not 3d camera, but like a, an actual like 3d rendered game. Um, and I love that they're kind of bringing the, the first and the second game into that as well. Given um, that the, what, is it, what do they call it now? The 2.5 HD treatment? Is that the Square Enix? There's, there's the HD yeah. 2D, there's the 2.5 H2D, there's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, 4.5 They got it looking slick. It looks good. And Front Mission uh, deserves to come back as a proper strategy, like turn-based strategy game and not the real-time abominations that have come out recently. Indeed. Now, that, that was one I certainly didn't have on my bingo card. Uh, Disney Speed Storm. So they've, Disney's now coming Disney to... Disney Mario Kart. It's coming to the track with its own racer. Oh. So I think, what, like Nickelodeon, Garfield, everyone else has jumped on board. Now, I, I was surprised that Disney hasn't, like, they're, they're late to the party. Every other franchise mm. has already jumped on. No, they're waiting, until, they're waiting until the free-to-play thing caught on so they could milk it. Because <laughs> it is, it's, uh, it's a free-to-play game. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll be coming oh, out sometime halfway through the year. Free to play how? Wait, I'm, I'm new to this Switch thing. You can download free to play game. Oh, yeah. there's absolutely a thriving free to play store, like library. Sort of. It's it's not immediately obvious on the Switch store because the Switch store is kind of trash, not fit for purpose. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it uh, needs an overhaul. Nintendo, whatever the hell it's called. I don't have the online thing. Do I need that? Some games require it, some don't. Like off the top of my head, DC Universe Online, I don't think requires like a, I don't think like you, a membership. Nah, Fortnite, oh, okay. I don't think you need it either. Well, I don't know but it's not, there's not a strict rule across the board. Some, some do, some don't when it comes to free to plays. Uh, Force Unleashed was... Uh, is, is and it's the Wii version apparently. That's what? And apparently it's support of the Wii version as well, not the like the mainline oh, consoles. Oh no. Oh, no. Ah, because the Wii version from memory was actually, like, it wasn't actually a straightforward port when it was a completely different team. Mm. Well, that might have been the second one. But, yeah, I remember there was quite a story around specifically the Wii version. Mm. But, right, you are. That's a weird one. Another old franchise getting its slate on the Switch will be Ezio's collection, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood and Revelations, February 17. Those games are getting a bit old in the tooth now. Uh, moving on, one of the big sort of surprise announcements as well was Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Yeah, boy. Got any thoughts on that, KB? Absolutely keen. I, like, Chrono Cross gets, like, a weirdly, like, not negative, but mixed reputation. Because, I guess, because it's not Chrono Trigger. Because it's not yeah. Chrono Trigger, <laughs> but yet, but the soundtrack separate to that. The soundtrack is easily one of the best in video games. Um... And I really, really like the like the cast, like the character cast and the battle system and stuff. So I'm I'm keen to replay it. Yeah, and they're I actually like up, they're up, updating one. the character models and things as well. It's not just like slap a AI upscaling filter on it and call it a day. Now they've got new art making making an appearance, and that one's just around the corner too. Apparently, April seven. So poof, that's uh, there's going to be some pretty big games hitting the Switch in April. And you would have had a thought on the uh, Kirby and Forgotten Land trailer. Mouthful mode. Old throat goat. The old yeah. Kirby, the old throat goat. Um, <laughs> that game just looks better and more ridiculous every time they show it. Um, and that it's is got everything. That was the most meme-worthy trailer 
I think I've seen in a long time. They nailed that. Would their throat go? It, yeah. Oh, so much. Essentially, like they revealed uh, a new ability for Kirby, where instead of you know his usual shtick is he'll like swallow an item and gain its powers and be able to use or or an enemy or whatever and be able to use powers related to that item or enemy. But in he this one, a condom. in this one, he can swallow objects much much bigger than himself. But he won't completely ingest the object. He'll kind of just stretch around it. So you know, there's one of him like covering like half a car so he can just drive around with this giant like Kirby mouth wrapped around the car. Um, he can swallow a light bulb and light up. He can swallow a vending machine and spit out drinks. Traffic cones. He can be a VLC media player icon. Like, yep. it's just all this cool shit. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a good reveal. a lot easier than your average platformer too. Right? Yes, but this, this like, the 2D games, yeah, they're usually super, super, um, you know, chill in chill. terms of difficulty. But this is like a proper, like, 3D free roaming. Um, like, it's got, like leveling at like rpg progression and stuff in it as well like it's hmm. it looks really really full-on for a kirby game because i was looking for stuff for my for my son the switch is supposed to be you know his bridge to greater things i've yeah. always heard that kirby's quite gentle and also the, um there's a yoshi game that i've had my eye on but yeah 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 i think i think you guys would have fun with that um but yeah we'll, no, i definitely we'll, want to look we'll, out for cool cool Kirby's very welcoming series, a lot of wide appeal. So, no, a few of us here keen for that. Uh, MLB The Show 2022 has console parody. That's coming to Switch. Now, I'm not into MLB, but this is kind of huge for those that are. So, this is cross-save, cross-play, cross-everything. They're bragging that this has full console parody with what's currently on the Xbox, uh, PS5, PS4, I assume. Is it on PS- PC? I'm not I sure. Think, I don't, I don't, I don't follow think it's it, on but... PC. No, but even that, like, even the fact that they've got console parity with these current-gen consoles and they're bold enough to go, we're just going to cross everything over. And this Very is coming from PlayStation as well because it's there. It's this is there, PlayStation title, too. So. Huge. Um, th- this is really exciting to see how uh, Sony's sharing their first-party titles across other platforms and, and the support they're going to give it. Uh what else have we got there? There's uh, Klonoa's getting remade for the Switch, releasing July 8th. Oh, that was a series I never ever touched, but that looked really real, cool. Real solid platformers, yeah. Portal's on its way in July. Portal 1 and 2 are getting remastered. KS can play, uh, play one Joy-Con in each hand. Yeah. There you go. I think so. I think I'm going to revisit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a very unusual title from Square Enix is making its way westward for the first time. In is it Live a Live or I think it's Live Alive Alive? Live a Live. Yeah. It's Live. The word Live space A for Alpha space Live. So Live Alive, Live a Live. I never actually got my head around it. It's also getting that sort of remastered HD 2D treatment from Square Enix. So and we'll also be following multiple pr- protagonist storylines similar to Octopath. Nintendo Switch Sports, so we're finally seeing a sequel. To, like, this is huge. Uh, Wii Sports is getting a sequel on the Switch. So we're getting Nintendo Switch Sports. So we're whooping out the like the Nintendo Wii Sports tennis and shit like that. It's making its triumphant return. Oh, no. Nintendo is like, room. not enough middle-aged white women and elderly grandparents have bought the Switch yet. we gotta, we got to tap into that market. We know that the boomers have some aging hardware. Let's switch out those off-beige Wiis. <laughs> this is big. Uh, Triangle Strategy gets a demo, which I've just started myself. It's uh, three chapters with carryover save game progression. I'm up to chapter two. K 
KB, given given the demo a try? Not yet. Not yet. Cuphead's DLC on the way, June 30. Dread's getting some new difficulties. Uh, and I think the big one, two, two last big ones, was Mario Kart 8 is doubling its tracks. So there's 48 new tracks on the way by the end of 2023. That's coming courtesy of a DLC expansion pass. Free, uh, sorry, sorry. Free? It's free if you've got the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, the, the Super uh, Deluxe Online Premium Ship, or you can buy it outright. Oh and that is getting its rollout of tracks on March 18, meaning that if you have Mario Kart 8 and it's getting a bit longer than the tooth and needs a freshen up, this is what you need. I had to this buy is... Mario Kart twice. So I have too because I threw a copy in the bin by accident. And I sent yeah, one back to the, the manufacturers <laughs> accidentally. I, I had to oh, you left switch. it in the Switch? I can't believe it. And the oh, dogs didn't send it back. Mate. Well, Terrible. Ending the show was... A new Xenoblade Chronicles. KV, I'll hand it to you. I'm very excited. That's all I have. Um, That's all he has. No, they're like, yeah, they, they didn't, like, it didn't really reveal too much other than the fact that it looks gorgeous um, and the new protagonists look cool. Um, and reading up on a little bit of the info they started dropping after they revealed the trailer, uh, it's apparently kind of set after the first two Xenoblade Chronicles games, but also bridging those stories together. So I'm excited to see how they make that work. Because um, it doesn't really. <laughs> they don't really have much to do with each other. Um, and it looks like they've done away with the whole, like, hentai waifu Pokemon aspect. So What? Um, oh, yeah, the character design. Character the design is much closer is, uh, to the first. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Made me blush. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm so keen. I think it would. I think this is like an open, like a, you know, a bit of a secret, like an open secret for a while anyway that this was happening. So it was nice that they actually. Yeah, there's been some activity on their website and showed it off. So, mm, no, I'm super keen for this. Didn't like the second one, but loved the first. So I'll, I'll gobble this up in September. That was the direct, and it was a big one. It was it a big one. Be big. It's huge. Nice. Back, nice. Back to you. Sorry, I'd, I'd fallen asleep. Yeah, f- fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Too much news. All right, let's quickly go through off topics because we've been going a fair while again. Anybody got anything they were, that they've watched, read, done, whatever? Korean stuff on Netflix. So, so good. What is it? Um, Korean, like, they, they do oh. really good horror. And so there's they've got a bunch of series on Netflix, which are fantastic. There's uh, Hellbound, uh, We're yep. All Dead is a more recent one. And, yeah, the, the, that latter one's just a zombie thing. The other one's these creatures come from hell to drag people to hell, essentially. And But it's really clever. Like, the, the Koreans know their horror. So if you like horror and you like episodic stuff... Can didn't recommend. love Hellbound. Oh, yeah, I'm, a bit, great. I'm, ready for I'm, it. I'm up to episode five and I'm a little bit... Mm, Home Sweet Home, Home as well is another one. That's... I haven't watched that yet, but yeah. I've I, seen it. I found Hellbound actually a little bit shit. No, I like the way that they integrate the fact that it's like a religious phenomenon that they're, then they're, they use it. Yeah, like it was, it was cool, but, um, but yeah, you know. Uh, um. A good South Korean one, I think, was um, Alice in Borderland. Oh, yeah, that was good too, yeah. That, that was not ja- quite horror. That, that's Japanese, I think. Oh, I think you're right. I think it's Japanese. Sorry, yeah. yes. It was a while since yes, I was you're right. Show, yeah. That was good. No, good, good catch. 
Uh, I watched Gold, which is the new film on Stan with Zac Efron. Zacky, hey. Did you like it? So it's a little bit different to what I was expecting, but it's actually pretty cool. It's Is he very, in high school very... and like trying to become popular or something? No, it's very, <laughs> very basic. Um, Is he Denzel Washington? I... No. That, like, <laughs> missed opportunity. that film must have just cost next to nothing to make. Like they must have just, all the budget just must have gone to big old Zachy because there's like, yeah, there's very, very few characters. It's pretty much shot in like, 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 yeah, the, the one spot. So basically, they're going... Uh, Zac Efron is getting a... a his bum and lift somewhere, and they stumble across some gold. And basically, it's about that, them trying to get this gold. Um, but it's too heavy, and they're like, we can't lift this damn gold. It's bloody heavy as on Zac Efron. Correct. <laughs> so he sings to it. He, 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 he lifts it with his voice. <laughs> That's, now you've got me. Now you've got um, me hooked. That's a pitch. But um, no, it's actually like it's, it's pretty good. I'd probably give it, I'd give it a seven. Seven. Um, seven yeah. out of Sonic. Mm. That's a Sonic Mania, not a not a Sonic Frontiers okay. Frontier. I'm keen for Sonic the Hedgehog too, though. Yeah. Oh, how good! And my kids are too, and I'm right there. It looks so yeah. good. Mm. Did we all? I believe we, I the first one was. Did we all watch the um? Yeah, the first one was surprisingly good. So good. Um, did, speaking of uh, trailers, did we all watch the trailer for? Nope. No, but I want to. No, yes. but I want to. Yeah. Good. It's yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. It's a classic. It doesn't give anything yeah, away. It's a classic Jordan Peele. Like here's a bunch of things that look like they have no relation Ooh, to each other. Okay, it's Jordan Peele. Is that horror? Like his horror yeah, situation. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. It seems to be. It's it's spooky. It, it looks unsettling. But there's very little given away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I've been watching a lot of Key and Peele skits recently as well. So, yeah, it all fits. It's all um, part of the same universe. It's canon. Yeah, they're not as scary. As, it doesn't look as scary as those. <laughs> the only other thing I've watched, I've started watching The Mercedes Man, which is on SBS Demand. Was it like a? It's got nothing to do with the car. So it's or it does not, not no, Mr. Sorry, Mes- sorry, it does have something to do with the car. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a guy that's a car. Is this Mr. Mercedes or the Mercedes? Oh, oh, sorry, Mercedes. Like yes, sorry. Is Mr. Mercedes is the Stephen King? Yes, adaptation? yes. Sorry, yes. Not the Mercedes man. Yes, you're right, Mr. Mercedes. Okay. Um, <laughs> very it's different. It's a good. I've watched it. Uh, it looks cool. It's a Stephen King. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it, yeah, and okay. it's got old mate from uh, in Bruges, you know, the big the big Colin Farrell. Oh no, not Colin Farrell, the, <laughs> oh. the other guy, Nick Frost. I don't know, is it's it not Nick Frost? Is it's it, it's um, he's, Brendan. Is it Brendan Gleeson? He's oh, yeah. Mad Eye Moody in Harry Potter. Um, is that is that Brendan Gleeson? Mate, is that, know, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, he's like the main guy. In it. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. I think I'm three or four ups in. Yeah, it's fucking the opening scene, man. Is Fucking wow! It is surprised Sony didn't censor it. Um, <laughs> it is brutal. Um, yeah, but, is it thing uh, in general no, brutal? Is it worth watching? I don't know. I like. I like that. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I think right. you'd like it. Uh, but yeah, that's me. I've 
yeah, I've not I've not seen much. I've been consuming. I'd say I don't consider myself a Star Wars fan, but I watch it because it's entertaining. So I've been watching like wrapped up the book of Boba Fett, which I thought was a bit shit, and then watched a whole bunch of the animated stuff. So I've almost wrapped up. There's a cartoon called Rebels, and there's a cartoon called The Old, no, The Bad Batch. So I've almost wrapped those two up as well. I think I'm just bored because I don't love them, but they're all right. Mm. Star Wars. It's just more Star Wars. Um, just watch the sequel prequels. That's all you need. One more very, very, very quick thing uh, that we didn't speak about in the news or that we uh, played, but very, very quickly, Crossfire X. I actually downloaded this on Game Pass because the campaign <laughs> was on it. It was what well, I thought was on it, but then it turns out it's actually locked behind a paywall, um, and apparently the multiplayer is just super, super dog shit. Um, so... It's not really it's established franchise though. Like, why is it terrible? Don't know, but Remedy's making the campaign right, and but Kira, Kiva, you're saying that you can only only chapter one or something is. Free? I think there's meant to be like three parts, right? Uh, three like little mini campaigns, and they released there's the first one on Game Pass. Currently, two available on the store. Right. Operation Spectre and Operation something else. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so Remedy are developing this campaign and. I don't know if it's fixed now, but I know that for four to five days, I mean, Nathan's shaking his head, so it's no, still, so they still haven't fixed the, the Game Pass, people can't unlock it. Um, so. But it will let you purchase it for like 30 fucking bucks or 15 each. I mean, really, that's what matters. What's that? I said really, that's what matters, just owning it. That's, that's, who needs a player uh, just to feel well, like it's you it's Game Pass. Big old uh, remedy, my friend. Yeah, I was just I was, I was saying to Zach last night. I wonder if if Remedy's going to want to associate their brand with this in the long run. I suspect not. It doesn't bode well. Yeah, Remedy, Remedy. This seems very odd. The Remedy, yeah. the Max Payne control Remedy. Oh, let's just get Max Payne three back. Yeah, right. I'd go for another Max Payne. Let's um, let's let's call it there. I reckon. Beauty. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out any of the reviews content whatever go to www.well-play.com.au might be one to me w's i can't remember uh you can also save 20 percent off get free shipping go to manscape.com use the code well shave and you can have clean plums just like kv nathan and myself mate you have uh i know you've got you we've already discussed you've got thick pubes mate like still wool yeah, so um get in there and clean the shower that's it <laughs> That Do they sell a, angle grinders? That's what I need. Sorry, coffee grinders. Do they sell yeah, well, well shaved angle grinders? Oh. Angle grinders. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bench saw. Okay. Well, thank you for everyone. Have a good weekend, and we'll leave you with that beautiful image. Indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Wrap on you next time. Why are we always talking about my pubes and these things?